Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys, your home to everything English Premier League soccer related. Well, today we're also going to be talking a little uh, World Cup qualification, but JD, we're back once again. There is no soccer, or at least nothing in our league. Uh, what are what are we doing to uh, what are we doing to pass the time nowadays? Um. Uh watching you know world cup qualifying uh this weekend actually it was a great weekend to have some college friends come visit because there's no premier league uh i think ml i I don't don't even know when the fuck the union is playing but i think they're playing this weekend so i'll watch that game real fan yeah i know right real fan but um (laughs) whatever top of the top of the power rankings in the mls uh, you're also yeah. just you're also just on top of the regular rankings too. Yeah, like you, I know. You don't I know. you they, don't have to just jump to the power rankings. Like you're also no, I, on top of the I, regular I, league as well. I just like making that joke because it's like only American sports leagues would have that kind of thing, like a power a weekly power rankings. Like I I find it stupid, but you know, hey, uh, we're finally at the top of it, so cool. But yeah, um, this week's going by pretty fast. Uh, I'm excited for this weekend. I, I got a new car last weekend, so you know I've been driving that, getting used to it. Look um, at you! Look at you funding the American dream. I know, right? Well, it's just a lease. I didn't buy it. But, wow! Uh, look at you leasing the American dream. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'll be able to get a new car in two years that I'll have to put a down payment on. It's, it's cars are expensive. Let me just no, put it that way. Cars no are shit. Expensive. No they, shit. It's ridiculous. Now, I won't ever have an issue with this car because it was brand new. It had 30 miles on it, and it'll have like 25,000 or so miles on it when I bring it back, and then I could buy it out, or I could get a brand new car. So who knows? But yeah, um, I, let's let's talk about soccer, Matt. I, I guess we should. And guys, so if you listen to our previous episode, you know there is no English Premier League to talk about. But we are going to talk about some World Cup qualifications. But guys... Before we rebuild Manchester United, as we advertised, we reached out to a friend, of course, our buddy Connor from the Soccer Heads FC podcast. Connor, welcome back to the EPL, boys. It is good to see your face, my friend. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you reaching out. It's definitely been too long. I know it's you know, it's just tough getting together, but we always stay in touch. And hey, I'm, I'm always down whenever Matt reaches out. I drop everything. I say, I'm down for this week. Have me on. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're better than JD. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reach out to JD. I, I need, like, to give him, like, a, right. a, a two-week heads. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> Listen, just kidding. I'm I, just kidding. Hold on. I just got done. Right before this, you know what I did? I, I went on Lad's podcast with Kev and fucking did, like, a 40-minute Lad's podcast episode right before this. So don't tell me yeah. that you can't get in contact with me and that no. I'm not dedicated to, no, to this podcast because I plugged the fuck out of our podcast. JD, JD, those words will never cross my mouth again. JD, when we're done talking tonight, I think JD's just going to walk into a dark corner in his house and just go silent because he's going to have, like, spoken for, like, almost two and a half hours worth of soccer today. And he's probably just like, okay, that's it. Enough words. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it, that's yeah. the dream, though. Yeah, it is the dream. I, I, I wish I could do it. I, I wish I could talk more about soccer and, and have I, I wish this could be my job. That'd be that'd be uh, awesome. If uh, more of you like and subscribe. Ugh, it might be one day. Uh, one day. But dream. before we rebuild Manchester United, guys, we will talk about um, originally we weren't. But there were a couple shocking results today in World Cup qualifications. And guys, Portugal beats Turkey, Sweden beats the Czech Republic, Wales beats Austria. All kind of things that we kind of figured would happen. Well, North Macedonia had different plans because North Macedonia upsets Italy in extra time. My goodness, the Italians, the European champions are out of World Cup qualification. Connor, I'm going to have you start this first. This this is incredible. This is the second straight World Cup Italy is missing. 
I know. It's really crazy right now because I know you guys talk about gambling as well on here, especially JD. He gives a lot of picks. Um, I was a little disappointed because I was kind of pulling for North Macedonia in this uh, summer's Euros. So when I saw they were playing Italy, I was like, you know, should I just put a double chance on them? Just, you know, a dollar or two. And 80th minute, I put $5 live bet on North Macedonia, five to win 105. I, I lucked out. That's just, you know, saves a couple weeks for me now. So that was awesome. Maybe, you know what I'll do? I'll put a good chunk of it on uh, USA tonight. There you go. There you go. But but Dave, the last thing I just want to say, sorry, um, Italy, if they didn't win the Euros this summer, even if they lost in the finals, this would probably be, I'd say, like one of the worst, like half decades or even a decade now because that's that's eight years it's been so yeah one of the worst decades for a country and their national team but luckily they they can hang their hat on winning the euros which is no small feat i was about to say it's like it's i feel like again me speaking as someone who like i watch the italian national team but i don't like physically cheer for them i'm very in a mixed place where i'm just like okay you just won the biggest european trophy ever but you can't even qualify for the World Cup. JD, I got a tough question to drop on you. Should uh, Roberto Mancini be worried about his job? Yeah, honestly. I mean, this is two successive World Cups. And if you think about that, that's that's like Connor said, that's eight, that's eight years. That's that's close to a generation in in players playing lives where you know, yes, they won the Euros, which is great. But that is almost an entire generation of, of Italian players that will not have played at the World Cup. And for a team that won the World Cup in relative, relatively recent history in 2006, that's fucking wild. I, I, I cannot believe that. I mean, it's like the, the Netherlands missing out in, uh, in 2018. I mean, that's huge. Uh, it, it's crazy. And, and to, to Connor's point with, with the gambling... Uh, yeah, um, Italy kind of fucked me today because I had a four-leg parlay. I picked Portugal to win. I picked um, I picked Sweden and Czech Republic to draw, which they did. You incorrectly said that, Matt. You said uh, Sweden <laughs> won. They actually drew. And then uh, I picked Wales to win. And then I picked Italy to win. It was hey. five bucks to win like eighty-five dollars at you the might, beginning. You might want to check. You might want to check that because Sweden won one nothing. They won in extra time. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, well, how bets work, how betting works. Okay, no, I get that. I was, <laughs> you're saying so, I'm wrong, and I'm looking at my notes going, uh... Okay, well, for, from what from my standpoint with the bet, I was right. Okay, okay. I picked we're the draw right. in regular time, which right. happened. We're, we're all right, but and yeah. that's all that matters. But yeah, no. So, Ruto Mancini, he is, he, he is at threat of losing his job at this point. He especially gets a North Macedonian team that doesn't even have Pandev. It's not even like they have their legend. They, I mean, he's old as shit, but still, it's not even like they have their legend. It, I, the only player on North Macedonia that I even heard of was Alioski, and that's only because he played for Leeds for like a season. And it's 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 incredible that sure a couple players were missing, but you still had Immobile, you still had Insigne, you still had Verratti, you still had Donnarumma, you still had Bastoni, uh, you still had Berardi. I it, it's the list goes up. Like they had enough guys, they had enough guys. They should not have. They should they should have destroyed North Macedonia. This should have been like a four 0 win, but no. This was the lock in my in, in my parlay, but of course, of course, that's how it goes. <sighs> It's definitely a March Madness, I'll tell you that. Um, but guys, we are now going to transition. Uh, as I explained on the previous episode, uh, we've done it before in the past, and you guys have said how much you guys actually enjoy when we rebuild these teams. Well, JD and I kind of thought to ourselves, well, we have a little time. What team should we rebuild next? And JD and I came to the very laughing conclusion that there was really only one team that really desperately needs a rebuild right now, and that's Manchester United. So each one of us, we're going to go around the room. We're going to kind of explain a little bit of our system. And at the end, we are going to give you our remaining transfer budget and what our team looks like on the field. So real quick thing, a couple quick notes to put in. 
JD, as always, likes putting him his stuff through the FIFA simulator. He likes putting it through where FIFA is kind of his, like, the system he uses. I personally, pen, pad, and a transfer website. That's kind of how I get my stuff done. And Connor's going to explain to us what he does as well. But first, we're going to start with JD. Now, JD, Ralph Ragnick's upstairs now. He's not the one calling the shots anymore, so... In your FIFA simulator, I know you physically can't put in a coach, but who do you believe is going to be leading this Manchester United side? The fuck I can physically put in a coach, because for this career mode rebuild, I put in Bob Bradley. I hate you. <laughs> hate my if, if if you I I'll put it up. We'll put it on social media. The 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 full lineup, the full eleven, you. and it'll hate be Bob Bob Bradley and Pablo. No, um, so jokes much. aside, I just thought that would be funny. But jokes aside. I think it should be Ten Hag um, from Ajax. I, I think that's that is the that is the the right choice if you're going to go off of managers that will take a lot of young players and, and do what like you look at what he's done with Ajax with with the academy players and and the older players like Dusan Tadic. I mean, I mean, he's just been really good at. I mean, I wouldn't say there's a lot of ego there, but. Which he will come into at Manchester United, but I think he'll be the one to write the ship. So I'll go with Ten Hag. All right. Perfect. 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 So, Connor, it's now up to you. Who's running the show right now for Manchester United if you're doing the rebuild? Okay. So, Ten Hag, I think, was definitely the obvious answer in this situation. I didn't want to go with him because I think he's actually severely underperformed this season at Ajax. I think they definitely should have beat Benfica in the Champions League. And their goal differential in the Eredivisie right now is an insane margin. And yet they're barely atop the Eredivisie uh, standing. So that makes me concerned because I was really rooting for Ajax this season. And they just really turned out to be frauds. So Ten Hag, I'm not loving that decision. Um, This might come as a shock. This is a crazy one. This is, I guess you could classify this as a hot take. But the manager that is the obvious choice in the situation, there's many reasons why he won't be. But Jose Mourinho, Jose Mourinho, he makes his return back to Old Trafford. Nobody can stop Man like Man United's defense is one of the worst defenses just in the world right now. He's managed Varane before. He'll be able to do well with Varane. He's managed Ronaldo before. Portuguese connection right there. He will be able to like sort out the defense, and I think that's the biggest thing because they have the attack. Matt, Matt, if you need somebody to talk to after this, like if you need some like mental support, didn't realize I still had the mute button on. Um, <laughs> so so I, uh, sorry. <laughs> I. I, he doesn't say anything wrong though, JD. Like everything he said makes sense. My biggest, oh god, <laughs> my biggest thing with Josie coming back is it was such an ugly exit. I don't see that being a transition because there are still fans that are still very much against the Josie way of life. The fans would not accept it. Yeah, yeah they they wouldn't. It, that would be a train wreck. His first game at Old Trafford, no. shit would get thrown from the stands yeah yeah but honestly uh, with mine now my key thing is i believe connor and jd are both under the impression that manchester united slit like slide into that four spot and they qualify for europe my understanding is manchester united have not qualified for the champions league they're in the europa league they fell to that number five or six spot and that's where they are going to stay what I'm thinking is, I'm also thinking Ten Hag as well. And the reason being is, I think he brings, it's not just him that's coming. That's the other key thing. I think you get, yes, you have you have Ragnick coming in and he's going to be your head of footballing decisions. I want Edwin Vandersar as my head of football operations, as he is for Ajax, because he has done a very good job. And every single coach has a young, a right-hand man, someone who is very adept with the game. What better than another Man United legend? Rude van Nistelrooy 
as the assistant coach to Ten Hag for Manchester United, his right-hand man. There are a lot of things where Ruud van Nistelrooy is trying to get into the coaching world, and <laughs> what better place, what better time. So that is how who's going to be leading the reins for these teams. So, J.D., I'm now going to you. We're going to be talking about the outs now. We're talking about the people who are on their way out. So we're going to talk about not only the people going out on a fray, but we're talking about who are we selling and what are we selling them for. So, um, yeah, a lot of people are leaving. Do you want me to go over every single out right now? Every single last one. If okay. you, I mean, honestly, break break it down. We got time. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, now remember, this is FIFA. So I had I had this is basically from last summer. This is the last summer's transfer window. It it kind of skews it a little bit, but it's the general idea. So um, first out, literally uh, the second day I transfer listed him um, immediately. Uh, Harry Maguire going back to Leicester City for $51.5 million. Uh, I wrote a note that I, and I remember this now, I tried to get more and the, de- and the deal almost fell through. Yeah. I was trying to get like 60 million and they were ready to like, the, the rest of Brendan Rogers about to like, let it fall through. He was about to so fight. He was about to fight you in the fucking manager's lounge. That's what he was about to do. Yep. Yep. So uh, I, I settled on 51 and a half million. Um, yeah. That's the first one out. That's uh, look, looking like more and more likely uh if united are smart because we know they aren't sometimes so um maybe maybe he'll just get a, a nice contract extension i'd love to see it but i don't think it'll happen um, leave, leave me alone yeah so mcguire's out uh i obviously i sold greenwood as soon as possible uh greenwood went to west ham for 43.4 million dollars i don't know if i should be i i did end end with a profit by the way so i'm just going to eat that in the profit because uh, I, they're not going to sell him because he's going to go to prison so um i just wanted him out of the club so he's out uh, then, so I, I had a couple deals that involved player swaps because for some reason FIFA 22 is just really keen on player swaps and they were honestly really good. Um, so Fred went to Juventus as part of a deal for Weston McKenney. How do you feel about that one, Matt? <laughs> I, there was cash on top. I, Weston McKenney's not on the list of players I'm bringing in. But Weston McKenney is definitely someone who I would love. Let me let me tell you this: he's not a starter. Uh, no, I I don't think he gets into the starting lineup immediately. Yeah. But I, I think that's I, I signed two. The... I, I signed two other midfielders. So I I, I want to hear it. I want to keep keep it coming. So okay, so Fred's gone, but uh, McKenney comes in, um, and then Rashford is off to Real Madrid. For get this, Rashford goes to Real Madrid in return. United get. $14 million plus Vinicius Jr. <laughs> that was offered to me. I didn't even make that offer. Wow. What a fucking steal. Wow. <laughs> so you got you got your generational, what Marcus Rashford should have been for United. You have that Vinicius Jr. younger and Brazilian. That's um, always good. And so you have Vinicius Jr. and Rashford out. Then Martial, I know that already happened to Sevilla, but in the game, Martial went to RB Leipzig for $45.5 million. Um, I'm also doing this in U.S. dollars, not pounds. Um, And then Lingard to Aston Villa for $21.3 million. Paul Pogba to Manchester City for $95 million. Holy shit. Um, I I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think this will happen because it's Manchester United to Manchester City. It just doesn't happen. But... For that kind of like, I I could see that money, like maybe PSG or somebody like that buying him for that that amount of money because he is he is objectively world class. I mean he is. But um, uh, Eric Bailly to West Ham for twenty one point four million. Edison Cavani to Monaco for twenty eight point seven million, which I could see that happening. That sounds realistic. And then Phil Jones, he was the fucking hardest person to sell. No shit. I was I was trying to sell him the entire tr- summer transfer window, and he kept he kept just not wanting to leave. Finally, I sold him to Norwich City for four point eight five million dollars. So those were all those. That's everyone leaving. Um, there were a few people that I tried to sell that I couldn't sell, like Luke Shaw, Aaron Wambasaka, uh, Ronaldo. Even I mean, honestly, because uh, you're gonna lose him when his contract ends. So if you could, if you, I mean, if you could sell him, I realistically I don't think you get sold. I think. You'd, he just leaves on a free probably to the MLS, but you know, I can only, I can only try. 
But um, yeah. I, I decided to definitely keep De Gea, Varane, and Fernandez. Um, and, oh, and Sancho. Those were the four. Those were the four that I was dead set on keeping. Um, but Juan Basaka Shaw, I just I just didn't have any offers. The what I had an offer for Juan Basaka, and it was good, but it didn't it didn't replace the right back need. I wanted to get Ren and Lodi to replace Shaw, but I couldn't sell Shaw, so it, it didn't make sense to have Lodi, Shaw, and Tellez on the books. So yeah. I'm telling you right now, JD, I, you're hired. <laughs> well, you you only heard who's going out. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear the going in. But before we get to that, Connor, who is on their way out of Manchester United right now? Now, this is theoretically, JD did it at the beginning of the season. This would be the end of the season. So some people are going to be walking away on a fray. But who who's leaving and, you know, for how much? Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't mention it beforehand, but... Really, the strategy that I used, I didn't really use too much other than my brain. I just feel like there's so many bad decisions made by, like, uh, organizations, the heads of the team, in the uh, board of directors. It's just like they never get it right, and the obvious answer is often on the table. So that's just, I really didn't use too much other than, like, vibes of players that I got (laughs) and knowing how they play. So I'll start from... uh, goalkeeper to defenders. So right now, I don't think David De Gea is the right answer for Manchester United. I also don't think Dean Henderson is the right answer. I believe he just seems a little upset at the moment. Um, So I'm not too um, sure what that situation will look like, but they won't make any moves here in this window with goalies. Okay. Um, Defense. So this is going to be tough because... I don't have too many players going out in the defense, even though the defense, I think, is the weakest aspect for them. I think they keep Phil Jones. Eric Bailly, I think he will go to a team like Crystal Palace for probably $25 million. And I didn't really, I don't have exact numbers, just probably estimates. Um, yeah. that That's a genius idea, J.D. That's, used that's for that's, the FIFA. Yeah, that sounds realistic. Like, a, I, I, yeah. I, in career mode, he went to West Ham. But yeah, Crystal Palace, I can see it. That would actually be a good pickup, I honestly. Yep. Phil Jones, I think that he stays. He's just, I don't think he loves his role at Manchester United, but I think he loves the club and he's a good just utility guy when they're really down in the dumps at center backs. Um, Harry Maguire, Harry Maguire is going to stay once again because I think they're just too scared to admit that they got it wrong with Harry Maguire right now. You're breaking my heart. So I'm sorry about that. He's not the, he's not the solution. I know that I think I rate him better than, um, most people do, I, but you know, when we get players coming in, we'll get to that for sure. Okay. Okay. Diego, uh, Diogo Dallo and let's see here. Juan Basaka, they stay because I don't love their options at right back either, but I think they're solid enough where maybe one game you need more of an attacking right back. You put Dallo in and you need to really solidify it in the back line. You can put in Juan Basaka. So I think that partnership will be able to grow pretty well. Midfield now, we have Paul Pogba going to PSG for $50 million. Um, I saw a couple quotes. You know, he said, why not playing for PSG, home country? He'd love that. Um, I don't think he's played there, you know, in a while. Obviously, Manchester United, um, youth teams, and then Juventus, and, and then back here to Manchester United. It's unfortunate because I wish Jesse Lingard got more opportunities. Um, when they needed a goal against Atletico Madrid, um, Ragnick put on Juan Mata, which I thought was a r- ridiculous decision. Juan Mata will go back to um, the Spanish league. Just, I want to say I a like team it. like Real Sociedad. Um, he will add the veteran leadership for, if his con- I don't know if his contract's up. I, I his, contract, sure. his contract does expire at the end of this current season. Okay. So that will be a free and he'll leave. So I would have said probably like $8 million or something going to Real Sociedad just as a formality almost. Uh, Jesse Lingard, he's going to stay in the Premier League. He's going to go back to West Ham. I think they loved him there. And um, West Ham, they have some really good players on the wings. Who knows how long they'll stay and really what their situation will look like attacking. So I think Jesse Lingard for probably about $30 million, I think that makes sense, him going there. Okay. And then Fred stays, McTominay stays. It's tough. Van de Meek, I don't, I'm not exactly sure about Van de Beek, what his situation is, but I'm sure he'll go 
as well. Um, maybe back to Ajax. Maybe he's just comfortable there. Could be. I think that, that could be an option. And then forwards. I don't do much with forwards whatsoever other than Cavani leaving. He, his he contract, might go to... His contract does expire at the end of the gotcha. season. So, so I don't I think, think he'll resign. Yeah, I think it's automatically like already rumored that he's uh, going back to uh, Uruguay. So, yep. And that does it for me. All right. Awesome. So there's some outs and I like it. So that's what I want to hear. Basically, guys, I started my window with about $300 million, uh, 300 million euros. Give or take, that's what Manchester United usually gives a new manager coming in. So that's why I kind of did that. Uh, really quickly, here is the list of players whose contracts expire or they're going to jail. So that I'm just going to give that list really quickly. Paul Pogba's gone. Lee Grant is gone. Jesse Lingard is gone. All on a free. Cavani is gone on a free. Mason Greenwood rots in the fucking worst part of prison. Juan Mata's contract also does expire. But I'm going to put Juan Mata in an interesting position here. Juan Mata is going to become a coach. He's going to be put on the coaching staff. I think at the at this point in his career, I think if Manchester United offered him a good amount of money, I'm not saying his playing salary, but maybe being able to put him in one of the academy positions, he's clearly a guy who's been there, done that. He's won every trophy you could possibly win. I, I think he is the perfect perfect person to put in a position where he could teach younger players. I'm not saying be a coach in the, like the, the first team staff, but maybe the U twenties, the U 18s, something along those lines. I'd like to see he retires. I don't think he retires though. But that's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, even if he was like on the border of thinking about retiring, not retiring, I think if man United turned around and went like, Hey, there is stability here. You've already created a home here. I mean, he has spent more time in, England than he has in Spain in his career, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, between yeah. Chelsea, like, this has to be more his home than going back to Spain. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, well, look at David Silva. I mean... Yeah. Like like, like I said, I'm just offering, you know, just as an option. So now we're going to go through uh, the cells. Uh, Luke Shaw... Uh, Man United bought him for 50 million. I believe that he is still good for 40 uh, million euros. Uh, I, I see him going out. I see Aaron Wambasaka going out for about 30, 35 million euros. Uh, Eric Bailly will go out for about 10 million euros, give or take. Uh, he's not worth that much, and he only has about one year left on his contract. So I think Man United would basically take anything for him. So I'm saying 10 when it really could be anything. Um, yeah, Phil Jones and uh, Niamni uh, Modic are both allowed to go on a free. They're both just given the green light where, hey, if you find a club that's willing to just pay you anything, we will cash you out. Um, Anthony Martial will come back from his loan in Sevilla, but he is not doing well there. So Man United will sell him back to Sevilla for only 20 million euros. They will take a loss on that, but you got to do what you got to do. Uh, Andres Pereira, uh, I believe he is currently still on loan with uh, a Brazilian club. And what will end up happening is... I fucking forgot about him. Yeah, oh my it, God. it happened. It happened. <laughs> I completely forgot about that guy. It happens. He goes, honestly, I think there's like a buyout clause for like 10 million. And I honestly think United would take five. Like, I think like anything for him would be enough. Uh, and then finally, Harry Maguire gets sold. For 20 million euros. I don't think he is. Uh, he's not worth. Uh, what is that? That's a that's a fourth of what United paid for him. And I agree with Connor. I think the only reason why Harry Maguire still gets playing time. And is still allowed to be the captain. Is because Man United won't admit that they fucked up. I think bringing in a new manager. I think the new manager will be like. Hey I'll be your guy. But. We got to get rid of that big fucking piece of shit sitting in the middle of your center backs. So that all goes out. Basically, Manchester United will roughly have 435 million euros to play with once we start talking about the ends. So, JD, we're talking ends now. Who is coming into your lineup? All right, Matt, if you weren't already happy with me as a Manchester United fan, you will be very happy with me now. I'm still very right. iffy on the Bob Bradley thing. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> well, the Bob Bradley thing was just, it was just a joke. I know, uh, I know. Um, but yeah, so I already, I already kind of 
you know, talked about two of the ins because they were part of swap deals with players leaving. So obviously Weston McKenney coming in to bolster the def- or the reserves or just the subs bench. So Weston McKenney comes in for $2 million plus Fred in a swap deal. Um, so I had to pay a little bit extra, but uh, I think that's, I here's, here's my reasoning because he doesn't start, but my reasoning being, look at what Chelsea has done with Christian Pulisic, not necessarily on the field, but in marketing, bringing in a very well-known American player that all Americans love, and you're selling shirts in America. It is just good. It's just good business. Wes McKenney could not do well at Manchester United. They'll still make a shit ton of money off of having a good young American player there. So I that that was kind of my reasoning, and I had the money to spend because it's Manchester United. But then uh, Vinicius Jr. also coming in from Real Madrid as part of the deal for Rashford. Um, that was wild. Uh, I mean, for even for FIFA standards, that was that was a dumb offer from Real Madrid. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, yeah, he's gonna be a starting left winger uh, for Manchester United for the next ten years. Um, then uh, let's get into the ones I haven't told talked about. So first off, uh, we're replacing Harry Maguire right away, and um, it is. Jules Kunde from Sevilla Ooh. picked him up for $106.4 million. Um, Jesus. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. He's, I don't know if he's worth that much, but he's worth a lot. And that is something Manchester United would do because yeah. he did it with Harry Maguire. It's overspend on a center back. So he comes in for a shitload of money. And the next in is somebody who probably is worth $106 million. Uh, Declan Rice coming Oof. in for West Ham. For seventy million, which is generous, yeah, is a generous amount because you know West Ham are are tapping their wrist on that on that English tax. Um, so seventy million in FIFA means a hundred million in real life um, because he's a young British player. But uh, yeah, that's who the, that that's probably the most realistic signing as far as that'll probably happen. Um, I think that's that's who United need the most. They need a, a dependable CDM, and and English helps. Um, I'm also also I I'm keeping McTominay. I like McTominay. Um, I I think he'll be good for the squad. I don't think he'll start, but I did. I I'm keeping Bruno Fernandez, obviously. But uh, I did sign another central midfielder, and this is more for the future, where he'll be good. He'll be good in the present, but he'll even be he'll be even more like he'll be way more like better in the future ryan gravenberch for my axe interesting probably i mean you you talk about like the, the the really highly you know the high potential of young players in europe right now some of the you know obviously the hollands you're killing abapes ryan gravenberch is having an insane season for Ajax, and he is going to go for big money either this summer or next summer. And I got him for $51 million in central midfield. And he is the kind of 19 year old kid that will fit into this Manchester United team, replacing, replacing the likes of Fred and McCominay. So that midfield is going to be Declan Rice, Ryan Gravenberch and Bruno Fernandez. That's a fucking ridiculous midfield. Oh, and replacing Paul, obviously. So Gravenberch coming in. And then here's where I got kind of crazy because I just had the money. From all the outs. I mean, I, I had a stupid amount of money on FIFA career mode. And and you know what you do when you have a stupid amount of money? You go for the stupid players. Um, I bought Holland uh for $260 million. Jesus. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Erling Holland comes to Manchester United from Dortmund, 260 mil. Um, you know what's funny? I even bought his backup. I bought Jonathan David from Lille. For fifty-two point nine million dollars, Connor. I don't know about you. I'm I'm I, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm lost. I'm no no. I'm I'm good. I'm just I'm good with it. I'm good with it all. Like inject and, inject this straight into and, my veins, please. And, and and here's the thing. So your front three. It, it, say you say you're starting Sancho, you're starting Vinicius, and you're starting Holland. And then you have Jonathan David as Holland's backup. You have Alanga as Sanchez's backup. And you have, uh, at this point, I couldn't sell Ronaldo. So you have Ronaldo as Vinicius' backup. Jeez. Or, or starter. I mean, I, I don't know. I, Ronaldo probably starts. But in imagine my those, opinion. Imagine those personalities. Imagine Holland's and Ronaldo's <laughs> yeah, right? personalities in the same locker room. Jesus. Yeah, oh, it would be terrible. But um, 
you know, it's FIFA. So uh, there was one other signing, which I think is a very astute piece of business. Alessandro Bastoni. Uh, coming Actually, from... I'm not a huge fan of him. I really considered him, but there's just, he he's young. He makes yeah, kind of like bonehead mistakes. I see a little too often but watching see, a lot of the uh, Serie A this season. I didn't bring him in as a starter, though, because I, I had Kunde and I Varane. I have Bastoni. I have Bastoni learning under Varane. That's where. Smart. Yeah. So but, now he cost a fucking arm and a leg. He was $72 million, but I had the money to spend and I still turned a fucking profit. So my starting 11 would be I, I was I was trying to sell Wambasaka and Shaw. But I couldn't, didn't get good offers. So Shaw is starting at left back with Tellez as his backup. Wambasaka starting right back with Dalo as backup. Varan with uh, Bastoni as his backup. Kunde with Lindelof st- sticking around as backup, like whatever. Um, and then Declan Rice with McTominay as backup. Graben Birch and McKenney as his backup. Fernandez with Diallo as his backup in central midfield and Holland with Jonathan David as backup at striker Vinicius jr. With Ronaldo on the left wing and Sancho and Alonga as his uh, backup on the right wing. So I look, you have Holland Vinicius jr. Sancho as your front three, you have rice Fernandez and grab Birch as your midfield. And then you have Shaw Kunde, Varane and Wambasaka. Oh, and I didn't do anything with the goalkeeper. So De Gea still starts over Dean Henderson. I, I didn't want to touch them. So Honestly, this team wins the Premier League in two seasons. I, I'm going to say that right now. This You're team wins the, the wins the Premier League and or the Champions League in two seasons. Don't give don't give me hope, damn it. Yeah, well, you're not going to do all this business. This is just FIFA. don't give me hope. Just don't give me hope. Uh, all right, Connor, we're talking the ends. Who's coming in? Who's saving Manchester United? Oh, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. All right. Good. Who is going? Who's your ins? Who's who are you bringing in to save Manchester United? Gotcha. Yep. Okay. So um, JD mentioned it. The English tax. Um, Manchester United just always want to uh, bring in English players. That's just what they do. Really doesn't seem doesn't matter what manager they have. Uh, so once again, starting at the defense, I think the defense is what they definitely need to improve the most. So at center back, the player that I think would probably fit best would be Tamore at AC Milan, but I'm not going to go with him because he's English. I think that's just going to be too tough of a deal to do. Um, The number one choice that I would say is Pau Torres from Villarreal. Uh, So Pau has beat them in Europa League and he's now making a deep run in Champions League. So that just builds his resume. Um, the next person that I think that Manchester United should bring in, it really depends on, this is like a long shot, and it would only be on a very just like minimal contract if he wants to make this move, would be Koulibaly. He's been linked with a move from Napoli for like so long now. I've been seeing his, he has like a release clause that's a crazy amount of money, so I don't know if they'll be able to like, I don't I, know the logistics about that. What are you going to say, Judy? I, I, I thought about I was heavily like I scouted Kulbawi. I was that's that was my first choice. He's 30. Yeah. I, and I know he's a center back, so he's got a couple extra years. I for a rebuild, to me, that just didn't like I, I I'd rather bring in somebody younger to play alongside Bran. But that that's my opinion. But I did yeah. heavily think about Kulbawi, which it, it wouldn't be a bad move. I it would be a good move. It would just be a lot of money for a 30-year-old. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Definitely a lot of money. So that's why I, I don't know how that release clause really would work if they're able to work around that. That's the only way. So that was kind of a stretch. And now for midfielders, um, JD hit the nail on the head. Ryan Gravenberch, I think, is the definite choice behind Declan Rice. I think they run into the problem once again where he'll just be too expensive. They're saying from West Ham, maybe like $150 million, And that's just an insane price to pay. You know that they'll charge... Man United the full price, where maybe another club would get a little bit of a discount there. And that's really the only change I would make because I'm, I, for some reason, I just think that McTominay and Fred still have the ability to, you know, increase their level a little bit. Um, so the midfield stays the same with Bruno Fernandez in the middle there. The attack, 
I love their attack as well. Um, they have enough players on the wings um, that I think they're good for now. One player that I think that could come in on a free contract because he won't sign with Juventus is Paulo Dybala. I don't think he'd get a starting role there because he's a player that he's been like inconsistent for Juventus. And I just don't think he's the player that you, you should be relying on. But I know that at this point, Cristiano Ronaldo isn't that player either. So I think they'd be able to work well with each other and um, just find a balance between some playtime there. So really, I'm not bringing in too many players. I think Manchester United, their main problem is their manager. I think Mourinho will be able to, he's the biggest personality in the locker room. And they haven't had that in so long since he was there. So I think the manager really is the biggest problem. Bringing in Pau Torres, someone like Koulibaly, who's just an older player that could help now with potentially a rebuild in mind. But getting Pau Torres at defense, that would be crucial for them. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jabal would be interesting. I, I I get Alexis Sanchez vibes from Paulo Dybala. Yeah. Honestly. Same. I, yeah. I, I do. Like, it, look, he, Paulo Dybala is a great player, and, and he, he he could light up the Premier League. He could. I just I, – I am just thinking of Alexis Sanchez at Manchester United. Somebody somebody coming in on ridiculous wages and will score yeah. with four goals. A season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm – yeah. 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 Um, it's a shout, though. It, it, yeah. It's a shout. It, it's a shout. Yeah. I mean, he, he, could, he could light up the league, but... All right. Ten Hag is in the chair now, and we're going to look at loans first. First and foremost, Donny Vanderbeek, Ajax boy. He's coming back. He's going to come back. He's not going to get a starting spot, but he's definitely going to be playing more of an actual, like, position with the club, uh, as well as Diallo, Chong, Williams, Twan Zabi, and... Uh, Palestri, all very young kids, but will actually have the opportunity to get a few more games under their belt. Because you are in the Europa League, you're not going to be playing the same level of opponents. You're going to be able to have a little bit more rotation. Now to jump into the actual signings. And God damn it, Connor, you stole it. Because I think Man United have been going after Pal Torres now for like two seasons. I think his release clause is like either 65 or $70 million. Yes. Yes, like do it because a long time coming. Because honestly, I'm looking at it. I think Veron would pair really well with Pal Torres. They're both tall, fast, physical center backs, and the fact that they've both had the majority of their careers in La Liga, I think they'll be able to connect a little bit better with that. I feel like they'll know where you know they'll have a bit of better understanding, and they'll also have that communication level as well. Um, definitely, definitely. Again, it's another big rumor, but this is going to be the big marquee signing this summer. And that's Chris and Cuckoo from RB Leipzig. And I think Man United go in big and get him for about 85, 90 million euros. I think that's what it will take. He has had a very, very good year. And I feel like the Red Bull connection is going to be very, very massive with Ragnick. If Ragnick's still in the chair... And Cuckoo might be a definite signing because, if I'm not mistaken, Ragnick is one of the people who helped bring him into the club. Speaking, of, speaking of Red Bull, I'm not done yet. Okay, Connor Cade is not coming in. Come on. I wasn't Connor Cade. Who the hell is Connor Cade? I'm just kidding. Um, no, <laughs> I'm uh, no. Speaking of Red Bull, JD made a very good point. Man United are one of the few big clubs in Europe who don't have an American on the roster. And that is a huge selling mispoint because you put an American on the back of a jersey, everyone in the United States of America, I know people who don't like Chelsea who have Christian Pulisic jerseys. Now, it's disgusting, but it's true. Yeah, it, it, it is. So for me personally, I'm looking at kind of solidifying some midfield positions here. There are two names that come to mind. And they play for two different Red Bull clubs. We're going to be bringing in Tyler Adams to help with the midfield. Tyler Don't Adams. Don't say the other one. Oh, Don't I'm, say the oh, other one. Oh, Don't I'm say the other one, please. I'm going to say it, baby. No, he's Tyler going to Leeds. Tyler Adams for 30. And I think Brendan Aronson for about the exact same amount of money, $30 million, I think no. he would be perfect because the system Ten Hag is going to want to play is very aggressive, high press. 
And if you bring in two guys who do not stop running the entire 90 minutes, that's the type of players they want. And the fact that they can play on different sides of the field is also extremely massive. My final big signing. Now, this is a signing for the future because Cristiano Ronaldo is still on my team, but we have no intention of re-signing his contract. This is it. He's won and he's out. He'll go off into the sunset. He'll either go to Portugal or he'll go to the MLS. Who cares? Alexander Isak, I think, would be the guy I bring in for about $50 million. He has more than that. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm talking about, like, right now, still a little unproven. But $50 million right now, you could go out and get him, bring him in, have him sit behind Cristiano Ronaldo. He's big. He's physical. He's got a little bit of pace to him. And I think with the right pieces around him, he has the ability to absolutely blossom into something incredible. Those are all of my ins and those are all of my outs. Leaving about $180 million in extra funds the club I want to use in the academy. I want every penny to be put right back into the system because Liverpool system is blossoming people like no one's business. Arsenal system has been great. City, not as good, but still are, are they're still, in my opinion, a league or two above the rest of the league. And for Manchester United, one of the biggest pieces they used to have was every couple years you could pull out two or three kids, throw them on the first team roster, and they just watch them go. And now this year you're lucky if you get one. It, it, you got to put more into that youth system. And I think that's what I would want Man United to do with the rest of that money. But my starting lineup, I'd be running a uh, 4-2-3-1. Uh, in the back, uh, Tellez, Torres, Varon, and Delo. I think that those players would be able to play well with each other. De Gea is still my goalie. I'd want Adams and Fred both still in the midfield. I think they would complement each other extremely well. Um, in, the, um, in the attacking midfield, I'd have Rashford, Bruno, and Nkuku. Uh, with Aronson and Sancho as options off the bench. And then you're going to have Cristiano Ronaldo still be your striker. So for at least the one season. But that is that that guys, that's that is my team. And I, I'm I'm sticking to it. I don't know about you guys. I had some fun. That was a great time. Yeah. And I feel um, like we were on the same page for so much of it. Yeah. And, and there's so many little variations and it can go a million different ways for Manchester United this this summer, so it'll be fun to see. I, chances, chances are they'll still make me really upset. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would just like to say that um, I'm sure Matt, you're you're very happy with my team, but I would like to say I laughed so fucking hard last night when I was doing this FIFA career mode rebuild because one of the objectives in the first summer transfer window when you when you sign as the manager for Manchester United is sell three players. <laughs> Wow, that was literally the one one of the obje- the manager objectives was sell three first team players. I I I laughed so hard. I was like, well, I was already going to sell more than three, but you know that's an easy objective to mark off. <laughs> oh, it's like, well, don't pull my leg, you know. Yeah, it's like, oh man, it's so hard to do that. Like ten, how many did I have out? Uh, I think I had twelve people out. Yeah, got twelve all players it. out. But um, yeah, this this was this was fun because I I think I've done Arsenal in the past, I've done Barcelona in the past. You've done Matt. Who did you you did Everton? And I did yeah yeah. I think because we all Barcelona. yeah we all so. did a Barcelona one, and then we each did a team in the middle of the table, and I did Everton. Yeah. So <laughs> I did Arsenal. Think about that. Yeah, <laughs> they were in the middle of the table at the at that, at that time. That, that was oh. last year. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh how the time flies. But, guys, that is going to be the end of our episode. But before we leave, it would be extremely rude of myself if I did not have Connor plug his podcast, one of my favorite soccer podcasts to listen to. So, Connor, go away. Tell the people where they can find you and where they can listen to you. Appreciate it, Matt. Um, yeah, so the so our podcast is called Soccer Heads Podcast. You can listen to it pretty much anywhere. Uh, it's everywhere that I've checked so far, so I don't I don't think uh, it'll be too hard to find on your usual your favorite uh, listening app. And uh, big one we're trying to do now is actually TikTok. We're posting some clips uh, from the podcast on TikTok. So our TikTok handle is Soccerheads FC. Um, we try to cover overall um, 
just big picture, top five leagues, European soccer for the American fan. And whenever we have to do a big segment on Premier League or really just every week, I listen to you guys, EPL boys, get that in-depth knowledge about the Premier League. You always have some good tidbits, some good stats that I can just easily take away without having to do much research on my own. So uh, you guys have a good one yourself too, EPL boys. God, I'm blushing. <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I like, that sounds like a cool thing to do like TikTok, but I, I just, I, I hear TikTok and I'm just like, I'm 27 and man, I'm too fucking <laughs> old for that. I, I, I uh, you know what? The kids Honestly, these days, you know what, JD, we literally know an 18 year old. Let's just hire him to just run our TikTok. We should. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. We should. When he that's, listens, that sounded when, super weird. That's it sounded so weird the way you said that. We we know an eighteen year old. Oh, we know an eighteen. Hey, we know an eighteen year old. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, though, um, give us a listen on at the EPL Boys. It's also available anywhere you get your podcast. And remember to follow us on all social media platforms. That's at the EPL Boys for all the updated news. And JD has been dropping memes lately, so you're gonna want to get Yo. in on that. I, I have had some meme inspiration. Yeah. I've had some meme inspiration last meme night and this morning. I and they keep coming. I a lot of them have been anti-Arsenal, Arsenal. and I apologize to Arsenal fans. That's just I. It was just what came to me. But um, I'll, I'll, don't worry. I'll be even to every other team, even Liverpool. I, I I like making fun of Liverpool, like like little jokes about them. But uh, it, it's kind of hard to now because of how they how they're playing. But you know. But besides um, that point, oh. Go ahead. Do you have anything to finish up with? I was just going to say, I'm excited for that. Uh, Liverpool, Manchester City could be the uh, oh, ooh, yeah. the trilogy. God. Oh, uh, my God. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, So April 10th, the confirmed April 10th, I mean, that'll that'll decide the week. And then they have to play in the fucking F- FA Cup. That's going to be wild. And then they could possibly play in the Champions League. Yeah. So, and, I bet and, they will, to be honest. Well, yeah, the way the ties are going, I mean, Liverpool should beat Benfica. And yeah. City, who they who City draw? Um, Atletico. Atletico. So that'll be an interesting. We we talked about that on yeah, Tuesday, we did. On, uh, on Tuesday's episode. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's very realistic that Liverpool plays City in the semifinals yeah. of the Champions League. So yeah, that's gonna be crazy. That's, so guys, that's a battle for the yeah, ages. guys, there is so much coming up, and we're gonna do our very best to stay up with it. But Connor, definitely. Definitely, definitely, it will not be this long before we see each other again. So, everyone, be safe, be well. For Connor, JD, and myself, guys, have a great night, and we will see you guys over the weekend. Peace out. Bye.